Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, good morning everyone. Good morning, and we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you that we are alive, that we are well. We thank you for health and strength. But above all things, Lord, we thank you for the prayer life that you give us. We thank you for that opportunity to be with you. And we thank you that you grow that hunger, that appetite for your word and for your presence. That we keep coming back to you. And we keep coming back with an increased hunger to know you more and to spend more time with you. We thank you, Father, that you show us the mysteries hidden in your word. That you reveal your presence in every part of it. And we thank you, Lord, that we are able to see you in everything around us, in everyone. We thank you, Father, that you become everything, knowing that everything is in you. Everything that you have created is in you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you are doing a new thing in our lives today, that as you peel off a new layer and expose a new mystery, make that available to us as a reward for coming and persevering closer to you. We thank you, Father, that the new thing that we know about you helps us renew our faith, gives us a renewed understanding based on that new piece of information, the new wisdom that you make available to us. We thank you, Lord, for all the wonderful things that you are doing in our life and in this family, in this prayer group, through all the miracles that you perform, through all the reflections that you pour out here, Lord, we thank you for the fellowship that we experience in prayer. We thank you, Lord, for your spirit, your presence that hovers over this group, over this family. We thank you, Lord, that you pour your peace and your joy into our hearts every time we are with you. And you pour that into everyone that is part of this praying family as well soon as they are part of it. We share the same Lord with all of them, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting. We share it with all those that are part of this praying family, with every member of their families, Lord. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those also that do not want to know you and have turned away from you. We share it with all those that we lift up in our at our altar of prayer today. And we share it with all those that have no one to pray for them, as we offer our faith to stand in that gap. And as we lift up each of these at our altar of prayer, Lord, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator, the lifter of men, the one who makes the parched land a pool of water. And knowing this, Many of us continue to keep looking at the parched land and crying, not knowing that the pool of water can form by rain, can form by a spring, can form by any way. And yet we limit him to doing some things in a certain way and we put a timestamp on it as well. I want it done by this time. We apologize, Father. We say sorry for all the times we try to hurry your process. Knowing that it is not just a matter of time, but it is a matter of what you are making us. That we become 
that next level. Only then does that favor come in and we are made capable, our hands are made strong, our minds are made able to behold and to manage that pool of water that you give us. You are the preserver of men. You will not let anything go wrong, which goes to an extent where we lose it unless we ourselves turn away from it. The Holy One of Israel, the one who only does wondrous things, you are the God of overflow. And we pray in the name of your Son, Jesus, the one who taught us faith, the one who taught us to hold on, to endure, knowing that the Father has a plan for us, to prosper us. And he gives us his word and we speak that into our lives, into our situations. And today we reflect on that identity that authorizes us to speak. He is our wisdom, our righteousness, our sanctification and our redemption. All that we need for a right standing with God. To stand before him and to stand by his word. He is the Lord who heals. He is the way, the truth and the life. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus, the breath of the Father, the spirit of victory given to us. It is he who has made his tabernacle within our body and now gives life to that mortal body that we are lifted up, quickened and awakened in the spirit. Father, we thank you that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. You have blessed us with angels and destiny helpers. You have blessed us with every provision that we need in the physical and every spiritual gift that we need in order to step into abundance and in order to walk into domain, a dominion. And as you reveal to us more and more of your mysteries in the world that we are able to hold on to, that we are able to apply through the understanding that you open up in our hearts, we step closer and closer, achieving the next level, unlocking that next level of abundance and stepping closer to the next level of dominion. We come with a hungry heart to learn more, Lord, so that the more we know of you, the more does it empower us on that journey. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. As also every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the blood of the new and eternal covenant, the blood of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy will, Lord, for each of these lives. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. We command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. It says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, 
so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth today. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. When I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue and the discernment to choose life every time we speak in every situation. Thank you, Jesus. <coughs> Yesterday we reflected on our position in Christ. And while we note that we are seated with him in his throne at the right hand of God in heavenly places above, high above all principalities and powers, we must consciously make an effort to remain submitted to him and to keep pride away, lest we fall. Don't let that position get to your head, especially when you start tasting victory. Today we look at what is our identity. And this identity is what has led to us being raised up and placed in that position with Christ. John 1 verse 12 <clears throat> says, As many as received Jesus, the word now, to them he gave the right to become children of God. How do you become a child of God? According to Acts 2 verse 38, when we repent and are baptized in the name of Jesus, then we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Romans 8 verse 15 to 17 explains what that gift of the Spirit means. It says, you have not received the spirit of bondage again. Again, the spirit of bondage again to fear but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. God's Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So it goes on to say, and if you are children, then you are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. And if so be, that we suffer with him, then we may be glorified also together. So we can only be or carry that identity when we are made alive in the spirit, when we are born of the spirit. Now that is why Jesus insisted that for a person to see the kingdom of heaven, he must be born again. Just being born of the flesh has a spirit that is not quickened, not awake, not alive. If we are to live in the spirit, if we are to once again carry the glory that was in Adam before he was thrown out of Eden, we must be alive and awake in the spirit. For that we have to be born of the spirit. And that's what this process is about. What Acts 2.38 speaks. Galatians 4 verse 6 also confirms the same. 
So when you receive his spirit, you become a child of God. But to become or to reach that stage, it is important for us to come to the stage of preparation. And that is where that repentance is key. Unless we repent and we are opening ourselves to receive him, you cannot have that born again experience. That itself is a deep topic when we think about it further. And you look at most of us Christians, especially Catholics, where we have not gone through that renewing process. It is not enough to receive a sacrament. There must be personal renewal, a personal journey with him. If we are to walk in the spirit with him. I'm going back to this verse here of Romans 8, verse 15 to 17. Are you seeing that he just didn't, he didn't just say co-heirs. He meant it. He seated you with Jesus in heavenly places. We saw that yesterday in what is your position with Christ. Ephesians 2, verse 6 and 7. That you carry the, that authority as God's heir. So what is that authority that you carry as God's heir? And it comes from the simple act of believing. <clears throat> In John 14, verse 12, Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works. And I would add there, will do the works that I have been doing with authority, they will do those works. And he goes on to say, they will do even greater things than these. Because I am going to the Father. And here he was probably hinting at what we reflected on yesterday. Knowing where he would be seated with the Father when he goes to the Father. And so when we are lifted up with him after this process of quickening and being born in the Spirit, we would also be seated in that position. So what does that translate to? Here are the signs. He said, these signs shall follow them. Them that believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will lay their hands on, the sick, on sick people and the sick will get well. So these signs shall follow those who believe. And your faith comes from knowing who you are in relation to him. So it's important that we understand that because that establishes our identity. A son or a daughter of God who has been raised up with Christ. Your relationship with him is what makes the difference. And that can only start with repentance. Where he says, turn and come back. That's all he's calling for. Knowing what it can produce in you. Knowing how it can transform you. He says, stay with me and I will do it. And that takes a lot of patience. For us to be there with him. For us to wait patiently, it could include tests as well. 
before he confers authority, he will test our shoulders whether they are strong enough to carry it. He will test our intention. He will test our commitment. That consecration to his works is required. If we are not willing to commit, then the authority becomes useless. The person will still remain saved. They will still have their gift and retain the gift of salvation. But they may never walk in authority. It is only for the purpose of the growth of the kingdom. So going back to a son or a daughter who has been raised with Christ. And to see how he restores authority to this son or daughter, we must look at the parables or look to the parables of the kingdom. Their purpose is for us to gain an understanding. They are not just narrations. They are not just stories of fables, but they are narrations of how the kingdom of God really works. To give us that understanding, he told us those parables. And the one to look for to look at for the restoration of authority is the parable of the prodigal son, the lost son. When the son returns and repents for forgiveness of sins before the father, the father restores him. That's what we've all seen. Now today I'd like you to compare that with the verses we have reflected on Acts 2.38 and Romans 8 verse 15 to 17 for the son. Are you seeing them fulfilled here? Repent and be baptized. And then it says, you have not received a spirit of fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption. The son is once again restored to being a son. The same restoration that those verses spoke of. And here he explains how that restoration even takes place. This is the robe of righteousness placed on the son's back. The sandals of respect and honor on his feet and the ring of authority and access on his finger. That is what makes him co-heir with the other son. He inherits the estate or the kingdom of the father. And the important part comes next where he can now command the servants of the father in the same way as the father because of that authority and access. That is where your identity comes in. If we are to command, we must understand who we are and from where that authority comes. And it was not just the parable. You are that son who was lost or the daughter who was lost and is now restored through faith in Jesus. That's your identity. And when you understand this, then you can start using your authority and it will command results. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that as each one reflects on their own structure, on their own identity, on their on their own nature of their own relationship with you, Lord. Let the truth be revealed. Let this become real to each one, Lord. So that as we see ourselves within that story of the of the prodigal son, we go through that journey and we look at how much of our journey maps to what he has been through. 
then we will know what we carry as our identity, as our renewed identity that has been restored back to us. And based on that identity, we will know what our position in the spiritual realm is with Christ. I ask for that edification today, Lord. I ask of you, Holy Spirit, to minister to each one that asks the question about their identity so that the truth be revealed to them. For when you, the Spirit of truth, comes and speaks all about who they are, then the truth shall set them free. I ask for that edification, that freedom, Lord, in each of these lives to rise above and not remain where we are. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease, that are hospitalized, will undergo any kind of procedure today. All families that are embattled, that are facing division and separation. We pray, Lord, for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives. <coughs> Those that we have left open, but mindsets that have transformed us from being free to being captives. And it is your word and your spirit that liberates, Lord. That opens our eyes to the truth. So that when we choose the truth, everything that has helped them, held them captive, will have to give way and can no longer affect them anymore. As long as we stay within the understanding of that truth. It is not just no longer a stronghold, even that door is now shut when we understand how they got that access to becoming a stronghold. I ask for that understanding, Lord, be given to each one. Let every yoke of addiction, every yoke of Misunderstanding, every yoke of ignorance, every yoke of prayerlessness, busyness, every yoke of poverty that seeks to keep those that pursue your word and your presence in poverty, Lord, to keep them busy. We come against it by the blood of Jesus and declare every such yoke broken, every spirit that backs these yokes, these altars, bound under the authority of the name of Jesus. Every idol that sits on that altar crushed by the blood of Jesus. We declare every such yoke broken and crushed and cast out, uprooted from the path of their destiny, the path blade laid bare and flattened so that the sons of Israel, your children, Lord, can walk through on dry ground, can walk through on flat ground, into your kingdom. Let every gate that stands in their path that is shut be opened and every shut gate that refuses to be opened be broken down now by the power of prophecy under the authority of the name of Jesus. We declare access be provided to their destinies. 
that everything that was locked be unlocked by the key of David, that you authorize Jesus. That these, your sons, your daughters, be reconnected with the destiny that you have ordained for their lives. The plan that you have to prosper them and to give them an expected end. And that end is within your kingdom, living by your ways, in freedom. Following your purposes, Lord. We speak life into every dead situation. Let there be a renewal and restoration there, Lord. Let there be transformation. Let there be a ministry of destiny helpers that helps quicken everything that must come to life there. So that there is a solution in everything that seems failed and lost hope. So that there is life. There is the breath of the Father that moves into every sinew, every tissue that is now raised up and made alive every situation, every challenge. That hope is restored in the name of Jesus. We pray for our own personal needs, those of our families and friends as well, Lord. Especially those that are not yet saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. As we release our prayer and our faith, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe that we have received, Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sandakara, <laughs> 
Scripture that's been placed in my heart this morning is from Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7. As therefore you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so live in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And that verse is directly connected with Galatians 2.20. Praise God. We have a scripture shared in the chat, which is a confirmation of one of the scriptures we took in this morning's reflection. It's from Romans 8, verses 15 and 16. This is quoted from the New Living Translation, where it says, So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit, where he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. A second scripture is from Psalm 7, verse 17, where it is written, I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness. I will sing the praises of the name of the Lord Most High. And that attitude of gratitude only comes when you know something about him which brings joy in your heart. Praise God. 
We also have a third scripture shared in the chat. This is from Romans 4, verse 17, quoted from the Amplified Sea, where it is written. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. He was appointed our father in the sight of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they already existed. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful reflections are daily divine mercy and rosary sessions, as well as the Friday Bible teaching sessions. Please share links for Zoom and YouTube with friends and family. Invite them to join the live sessions. Alternatively, they can also follow with the recordings that are available on our Spotify podcast page, on our Facebook page, as well as on our YouTube page. Also a reminder about our Bible study session of this Friday. The topic is a continuation on our series on altars and what you need to know about them. This is the third part. We have shared messages which I'll share this morning as well on our Telegram group and they're already posted on our YouTube as well as Facebook pages. Please share those messages, invite others to come. and Let them be blessed of the same blessing that you receive. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Russell. 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 Thank you, Russell.